Hello and welcome back to the Relationship Matters podcast. We believe relationship matters from humanity to nature to the larger whole. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and in this episode, I'm talking with CRR Global faculty member, Mish Middleman, about the RSI at Work program. Across the conversation, we cover a range of topics, including who the program is for, its impact, and the power of integrating the ORSC language within organizations. At the center of the RSI at Work program is building relationship systems intelligence in teams and organizations. Here's the essence of what the program addresses. The how and why of leading from the we for the good of the whole system. What it really takes to get team and employee engagement, collaboration and co-responsibility from the get-go. Addressing conflict skillfully and constructively as a source of innovation and growth. What it takes for all members to really express themselves and really be heard. Mish Middleman is a serial social entrepreneur and transformational systems coach who holds the worldwide RSI at Work program on behalf of CRR Global. He has been a member of the CRR Global faculty since 2015, leading the full range of ORSC courses worldwide, as well as supervising on the ORSC certification program. In addition, Mish was the Southern Africa partner for CRR Global from 2012 to 2020. Prior to that, he was the co-founder and first CEO of a high-tech startup serving the social development sector in the early 90s in Johannesburg, South Africa. So without further ado, I bring you Mish Middleman talking about the RSI at Work program. Hi, Mish. Welcome back to the Relationship Matters podcast. I'm so happy to have you back on the show here in the in the main season. It's a great pleasure to be here and to connect with everyone worldwide who cares about this kind of work. And today we're talking about a really important part of the work, bringing RSI relationship systems intelligence to the workplace. And we're focusing on this program, RSI at Work. So I wonder if you could start, Mish, by telling me a bit about this program, RSI at Work. Well, the idea is to take this whole body of knowledge and and wisdom around relationship systems intelligence and bring that into the workplace through a training program. So many of us practitioners are coaching using this methodology, but some of us are finding that organizations, leadership teams are looking for, how do we lead more with the system in mind? You've had other many other sessions on this podcast series about systems-inspired leadership. So that's going on. That's a, a movement that cannot be stopped in the world. And RSI at work is a a short, flexible program that allows you to train this into teams and leadership teams and even throughout a whole organization. If you're looking for a kind of common language and common skill set to build systems intelligence into the way the organization works. I see. So it's less about training coaches and now training leaders and I guess individuals within organizations to understand the concepts around relationship systems intelligence. Is that sort of where it's focused? Correct. And it's only available in house. Okay. So so any individual who wants it should take our regular public courses. But where there's an organization, it's trying to build something. 
and wants to use these concepts as kind of the building blocks of what they're building, then this program allows you to customize it so that we take all our case studies and all our examples from either your own organization or even your team, or at least your industry and market and community, and kind of take those concepts that you mentioned and like work out how do you how do you turn these into reality? And some of the examples are how do we get more capable of navigating change fast in this organization? How do we improve engagement of all our people? How do we become skillful at having the difficult conversations? Those are some of the examples of things that bring people to this program. Mm. In, in many cases, they've already had coaching for some of their teams, but they're kind of going, how do we solidify this? And that's where there's a place for training. It's not the whole solution, but there's a place for training within the bigger puzzle of transforming your organization to be more effective. What an interesting way of bringing this work to a team, an in-house sort of focused way of spreading this language, I guess, because then you're going through this with your colleagues, with your teammates, and suddenly you have this shared language around these concepts um, that must then help with so many different issues that show up. That's what we find. Okay. You know, for example, I was working in a very large oil refinery with the engineering department. You can imagine there's a gazillion engineers in an oil refinery. And I'm, I'm sorry to mention oil refineries in this era when they're supposed to be going out of fashion, but they still exist. And what they're grappling with is people are good at the technology, but they're realizing with thousands of people on that plant, they need better relationship skills. And many of the managers were saying, you know, all I need for management is a size 10 boot. And they were kind of laughing and saying, I realize that's not enough. Command and control is not enough for me to manage people. But I'm an engineer and I wasn't really taught much about people. I'm very good at technical systems. So that was the sort of problem statement. Like we've got a hundred senior engineers and, you know, 500 people reporting into them and hundreds, if not thousands of contractors reporting into them. And we want to go beyond command and control in the way we work at this while still maintaining high technical standards. And they put groups of 30 managers through this program, a group at a time. Mm. And then they got all those groups together to have this conversation about, so what needs to change about the way we lead and what needs to stay the same? So like the rigor needs to stay the same. Accountability needs to stay as it is. But we need to engage the people better and we need to get the hearts and minds of our people better connected. And that's where RSI at work was really helpful to this organization. Such an interesting take. And I can see how this works sort of alongside coaching too, because obviously coaching creates the the long-term systemic change. But in between those sessions or after those sessions finish, this gives them the the tools and the skills, I guess, to to have that coach-like approach Internally, would you say? Yes. We've got another client where we've been doing leadership team coaching and they, they're really trying to pivot their entire organization to, to be far more customer-centered. So they've kind of gone, we have to be more customer-centered. Oh, we have to be more people-centered inside the business for our people to really focus on our customer. So the leadership team, the top team has been doing all systems coaching with us since the beginning of the year. But then exactly as you said, they kind of said, you know, and we're not quite sure how this is impacting our direct reports and their direct reports. 
And we're not quite sure if we know how to kind of explain that to our people. We're shifting the way we're behaving with each other, but we want to first of all solidify that in our team and secondly cascade it through the organization. And that then became a like, oh, okay, let's do an RSI at work. And they're in this current era working hybrid, a lot of online work. So the design is some of the sessions are online and they're quite short, they're like maximum of half a day. And there's going to be one session where we all meet together in person as a sort of finale uh, for a whole day. And it's sort of bolted onto a management offsite that they're running. So, so again, it's that blending of like business management is the core of what they're there for. And they're taking on board new skills to do the business management better. It's that ripple effect. Yes. And I guess then they're bringing tools like the Design Team Alliance to their teams because they've gone through really? both the coaching experience, realized the benefit, and now they're through this training, starting to take some of those skills into their leadership so they can be systems inspired. Correct. And what we do in the run-up to this, and we've just been doing it with this particular team, is we have conversations with all of them about where these issues show up in their organization. So you mentioned design team alliances. So we go and say to them, how do you get engagement and collaboration in your teams? What do you do when you're setting up a new task team? What do you do when you're collaborating with an external contractor and building a kind of internal-external collaboration? How do you do that? And they all say, well, you know what? We just sit down and we say, here's the agenda. Let's get the work done. And we say to them, well, what if you use the skill of like, Let's talk about how we want to be together so that we get the work done better. And that then becomes the prototype for the case studies we use in the training. So when we train them on team alliances, we take stuff from their industry and from the typical problems they have around collaboration and team building. And so we keep knocking back and forth between these beautiful ideas about systems intelligence and the hard reality of what they're trying to do in their organization. And their leadership. So would you say it's quite integrated then in terms of because it's in-house, it's integrated and bespoke for that team or that organization? Correct. Quite a lot of our RSI licensees worldwide blend it into their programs. So they're doing some coaching and they're doing some training. It can be done just solid two solid days, but it can be done four half days or even six sort of quarter days, one third days, like, you know, two to three hour sessions. And then what some of our facilitators do is they teach a piece of this and then they take the afternoon to do some coaching mm. around. So let's go, let's just take some more time to kind of breathe in and go. So we got this cool idea about how to work with conflict. Now let's spend the afternoon looking at some more examples of conflict as it's showing up in our organization and where can we be more skillful about navigating conflict in a good way. And then it might be either, as I said, it might be a day or a week or even a month before the next session so that they really kick the tires of these ideas in the workplace before they come back for another round of new ideas and, and new experience. Okay, so there's sort of the key tools and skills and competencies that get covered, but throughout that, there's a lot of space to personalize uh, depending on the people in front of you. Correct. And they, they're very much empowered to be part of that collaborative design. You know, that's what we're teaching, right? Mm. So that's how we have to operate as well. And, you know, all of our facilitators have been specially trained around this process of 
collaboratively adapting this work to to suit the particular client organization that's that's the focus of this iteration. So what's the benefit or some of the benefits you've seen um, from this collaborative dance between the client and the, the facilitator, the trainer, the coach? I mean, the sort of things that people are coming for is they're wanting better cohesion. They're wanting to have, they're saying, you know, we've got a lot of people here and they're all very skilled, but we're not totally sure that they're fully engaged. We've got a lot of people who's saying, you know what, we say we believe in collaboration, but we're not totally sure that we're really reaping the benefits of collaboration, either within our team or between teams or even between internal and external parties in, in whatever we value we deliver. People come in saying, and this is very common in the sort of post the pandemic and immediate aftermath of the pandemic, they come in saying, there's just a kind of absence of energy. People are getting affected by the kind of state of the world and they struggling to drag themselves into a more positive state and to to find the ways that our business or our NGO or our uh, government organization can just be more alive. And you would know, Katie, that, and many people listening to this would know that the kind of body of work that CRR Global has developed is fabulous for generating positivity and liberating energy and getting people aligned with their purpose. So those are all things that have brought people to RSI at work. And so is it somewhat similar to the, the fundamentals or the also work programs, but bespoke, personalized and flexible depending on the needs of the client? Perfect. You, you, you're absolutely right. Okay. And that, that link up is interesting because the link up allows, we typically find in an organization, there are a few kind of champions of this work that take this thing because they're leaders and to work with their teams, but they get, they, they get the bag and they want more. And what happens there is they can use this as the prerequisite to do the ORSC series. So some individuals will take this with their teams and then go, I love this. I want to do some more. And they'll go into our public access series through the network of partners worldwide and take their training further. And they then become the champions. And also, if we have a rollout through the organization, they have a role to play in the scaling of this across multiple teams in an organization. So this really does work with the systems at play. I mean, this is practicing what we preach in many ways, not just the individuals now operating within a vacuum, but very much going back to the organization from which they're from and spreading this work. That's that's the kind of essence of this thing, is it's saying... Let's take fundamentally an organizational leadership approach and let's say, how does systems-inspired leadership influence and improve and transform that organization? And how does a coaching stance, what value does that add to leadership and team membership? So we're not trying to turn people into coaches. We're trying to let the brilliance of coaching infuse their leadership and their team membership and the brilliance of systems-inspired leadership infuse into the way their organization is run. So would you say sort of bringing a coach approach to leadership, any organization who's saying we want to bring more of a coach approach, this would be a great option? This would be a great option. Okay. Absolutely. On the other scale of the spectrum, and I know Marisa and I have talked about this quite a few times, there are a lot of organizations that are saying, you know what, we really need to do better at hearing all voices. 
this often comes up around how people who are different are included, how organizations really embrace diversity and get the real benefit for everyone from it. And it, it may just be that they're trying to, to be more innovative in terms of hearing all voices. So for whatever reason, that, as you know, is a kind of thread that runs through all this work. Like, how do you listen to all voices? And I find a lot of business leaders kind of say to me, yeah, Mish, nice idea. But in practice, you know what, we have, we have to get things done around here. And what we found is when we try to listen to all voices, we kind of get bogged down. And yet they want to do something about it. So I say, well, try something like this. Because we do keep holding the business purpose mm. and the agenda of the team or the organization as primary. And then we look at, so what happens when you do hear all voices? And we take it on head on that not all of those voices are going to be comfortable or easy to listen to. As you know, that whole principle of deep democracy, of hearing all voices, including the ones that were previously marginalized. And we, in this course, we take them to the first elements of that. How do you just get the landscape? of all the voices? And how do you develop the muscle to listen to that in a good way and incorporate the innovative energy and the liberated energy from all those voices in what the organization does? And we just find it a lot of leaders come back saying, well, I got a whole lot of practical skills, but more than that, I got challenged to rethink my approach to leadership. And it feels like I can lead more as if people really matter. Am I right in thinking this uh, This creates a lot of action and a sort of tangible, concrete accountability because it's not just staying in the training room. It's very much integrated in their, their working lives. Yes. That whole process I described earlier of the facilitator working with the client to, to make all the case studies action-oriented is part of what helps. Mm. But it's also that ongoing coaching that helps. And the program usually has built into the program some follow-up, and most of our facilitators do much more long-term follow-up as coaches. So you come out of this thing with some clear key commitments to organizational change and organizational accountability. And you've typically got this wonderful coach and facilitator who's there to be your accountability partner. And also what we're doing, Katie, that's kind of exciting is we're piloting, tweaking the materials to just give more focus on what are the agreements that are being made in your organization, which lead to solid accountability. So it's not just a nice to have, but there are firm agreements and there is accountability possible on those firm agreements. So, so this is where kind of part of the cutting edge of Orsk in the workplace, where it both has all that wonderful relationship matters, essence, energy, and it has business results matter energy. Right. And those two come together in the sort of center of our RSI work program. I know you said this can be a two-day training, and it can also be very much a hybrid approach of training and coaching, half-day training, half-day coaching. And I imagine that's a very a powerful hybrid approach because they then have to practice what they're preaching. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, no, this would work, but then actually applying it to that system. Absolutely. As anyone knows who's ever been coached in the system, it's quite a lot different than just being the coach, being a part of it. Now, that's a different story. Right. Do you notice that with the, the teams you've taken this 
through. Definitely. And this is also why we have extra training for the facilitators. They're all OSC certified practitioners already, but they need to be organizationally focused and have organizational clients. And we give them more training on this because there's a, you're right, that between coaches, there's a different purpose in a community of coaches to the purpose in a business or nonprofit team. Those are typically have a, a specific organizational goal. And we have to bring that accountability into everything we do. And, and we train the facilitators to hold that sacred and they then train the client to do the same. And I imagine the ripple effect can be huge then from that space of training and coaching and passing on these tools. I mean, one of the most exciting examples I can think of on that is, is we did this, well, one of our licensees did this with a global transformation agency, really. It's, a, it's broadly speaking a consulting firm, but their speciality is working between governments and representative organizations of civic society, whether it's trade unions or, or farmer associations or political organizations, all those kinds of groupings, and working with the big social and economic issues of the time of equity and economic progress and ownership of resources and th these kinds of issues. And they they took this because they wanted their people to to grapple with this kind of stuff. And, they, and we had, it's actually the first time we did it online, just before the pandemic hit, because they said, well, we want our people, our people are spread across the globe. So we want our people to work at this together. So we piloted the online version of this training for them and we were just so lucky that we had that in the bag when when the pandemic hit. But it's a it's it's something about taking the organization out into the world that makes this stuff real. So this is both for coaches, systems coaches out in the world doing this work, and also clients wanting to bring more of this into their organizations. Yeah. So anybody listening to this who is a, a systems coach might be interested in in possibly qualifying to join these group of specially trained facilitators, which we call CRR Global Licensed RSI Facilitators. So, so you get a, a special license to be able to facilitate this and you have to do some extra training and you have to qualify. But what I think it does is it sort of widens the ecosystem of, of OSC practitioners to say this is not the process of training, the public training is still uh, limited to the even more specially trained front of room faculty of CR Global, of which I know you're a part, Katie. And that's a special group. And it's absolutely a fabulous thing what the public OS courses that are only available through OS CR partners worldwide. But this is another special thing where somebody who's OS certified can also take this, this work out into the world provided that it fits within the limits of an in-house application just for one organization. So it just, it just widens the ecosystem and the number of people who are taking this kind of brilliant relationship systems intelligence into the world in a sort of parallel process of some in-house work done by RSI facilitators and then the training of coaches and individual leaders through the public courses. I, uh, I want to underline what you said there. It broadens the ORSC ecosystem. And I know probably most people listening to this podcast want more of this work out in the world. And this seems like a, a great way to do that. Just a, a sort of logistical question. Would 
Or have you noticed some people do RSI at work and then go on to do the rest of the series and certify? Like, does it lead to some people doing the whole? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. I mean, I, I find like you, I, I do lead the public courses around the world and, and I find every, you know, not, not every time, but quite frequently when I ask people in the series, where did you do your foundation course? People put up their hand and say, I did RSI at work in my organization. And that you know warms my heart because it just feels like this rather unsung part of the landscape of ORSC and systems-inspired leadership is actually quietly working for change globally. And that ripple effect is being felt. Yeah, I, I come back to the idea of broadening the ORSC ecosystem. I think that's really the, the mission and vision of what we hope to do, right? Relationship matters. And if these tools can be more integrated in organizations around the world, the better, I say. Yes. And it's also, in fact, the ecosystem of, of the providers of ORSC is also intertwined. So there are RSI licensees who work directly with the partners in their part of the world and actually deliver this as quite seamlessly along with other offerings of those partners. So it is a, a blended ecosystem of practitioners who are, who are inspired to take this to the world. And fundamentally, I think we're talking about something that's ORSC and systems-inspired leadership and relationship systems intelligence are all slightly hidden gems in the world. Mm. You know, there's not enough people who are aware of, like, I think most people are aware that in the world of the 2020s, there's a need for better relationship. There's a need to handle conflict better. There's a need to listen to all the voices better. There's a need to embrace diversity in, in a much more inclusive way. And a lot of people are kind of stuck at the why of that and haven't really got the how. And what I think fundamentally our entire body of work does is it operationalizes all this. Mm. It says, okay, so you want this. You want more inclusiveness. You want us to really benefit from diversity. You want to really pay attention to relationships preceding results. Well, come to these programs because they actually give you practical human muscle building skill in how to do this. Because quite honestly, it doesn't all come naturally. We all say relationships are important, but we all go home and have fights. We all go to work and have fights. And that's normal, but we can get more skillful about it. Bring more um, relationship systems intelligence into yeah, our personal and professional lives. That, of course, is CRR Global's contribution to the intelligence field. Exactly. And in whatever format it shows up and it ripples out, it's surely benefiting our wider systems. And it aligns with our, our vision of this podcast or our mantra, Relationship Matters from humanity to nature to the larger whole. And just want to circle back. I'm aware that there may be, there are many listeners who listen to this podcast who are leaders and uh, maybe they've gone through the series, they've certified right. and they want to bring more of this into their workplace. Maybe they feel like right now they're sort of operating sort of separately. Yeah. And so this is something they could also then reach out to, to someone who's a licensee and organize to have delivered in the house. Is that sort of how it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've had this, this is, you know, I've had some of my clients do exactly that. And, and I know it's happening around the world and it's, it's happening across the range. We've got like an online retailer who've done, who, who's doing, we've had a luxury goods manufacturer in the far East doing it. We've had, I mentioned the, 
the engineering firm. We've got like a fast-moving consumer goods uh, company. We've got the kind of global transformational change agents. We've got a healthcare organization, like a big public healthcare organization. All these people have at some point turned to an RSI licensee. And on the website, you can find a list of all of the licensees worldwide, really right around the world. They've turned to an RSI licensee and said, you know, that stuff we were doing together, we want to widen it. We want to have our whole team sitting and looking at these things and practicing these things with each other. And what's growing is this idea of let's train our top team. And when they're brought into it, Let's start rolling it out through the organization and involve the champions within our sort of first few rounds, involve them in the rollout, because we need to be talking this language amongst ourselves. So yes, you need licensed facilitators, and we will integrate your champions into the program. So exciting. Sort of, a, my heart is sort of full hearing this, because it's lovely to hear that there's just so much of this work out in the world the ripple effect is is sort of global. And uh, this is a wonderful way of more of us spreading more of this work to, to different parts of the globe that might have not felt the impact yet. There are also people taking this into regions where there isn't yet an, an OSC partner. Mm. So exactly as you say, taking it in different languages and different cultures, it's it's kind of exciting. It really is. Thank you so much, Mish, for sharing this. I, I wonder, what's your big high dream for this program, RSI at Work? Well, really that organizations, which is where most of us spend most of our time, most of our waking hours are spent at work. So workplaces in organizations shift gears in the direction of people-centered leadership. And through that, actually create a better life for everyone, for their customers as well. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for this fascinating discussion. I had no idea of sort of the ripple effect of this work. And thank you for continuing this mission that relationship matters um, from the living room to the boardroom. And uh, I hope to speak very soon again, Mish. Take care. I want to say a big thanks to Mish for coming on the show and sharing some insight into the RSI at Work programme. Here are some further details about the program. At the centre of the RSI at Work program is building relationship systems intelligence in teams and organisations. It is delivered in-house and consists of four core modules. The program is interactive, practical and tailored for real-world application in your particular team or organisation. If you feel the RSI at Work program might benefit your coaching practice or organisation, then do check out crrglobal.com forward slash about forward slash RSI work to find out how you can become an RSI license facilitator or how you can bring an RSI licensee to your workplace. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues and friends so that we can continue to spread these ideas across the globe. And if you haven't already, do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And for more information on the ORS courses, please visit crrglobal.com. For over 20 years, CRR Global has accompanied leaders, teams and practitioners on their journey to stronger relationships by focusing on the relationship itself, not only the individuals occupying it. 
This leads to a community of changemakers around the world. Supported by a global network of faculty and partners, we connect, inspire and equip change agents to shift systems one relationship at a time. We believe relationship matters, from humanity to nature to the larger whole.